Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm your host, Sarah Seibert. Today we're joined by Vid Desai, the Food and Drug Administration's recently appointed CIO. If you missed it, Desai appeared on our sister show, GovCast, earlier this year as Chief Technology Officer. Today on HealthCast, we're going to learn about the FDA's new office he was charged to lead, called the Office of Digital Transformation. FDA launched the office in mid-September to support digital transformation efforts. Those include improved data and IT competencies that advance the public health mission. As you'll hear from Desai, this reorganization takes a unified enterprise approach to modernization, building on the agency's Technology Modernization Action Plan, or TMAP, and recently launched Data Modernization Action Plan, or DMAP. So to kick things off, Desai will dive into how his role has evolved since joining FDA a little more than two years ago. First of all, it's a real honor to be leading FDA and uh, the IT portion of FDA at this critical time. I, I you know, given the pandemic, uh, these are probably some of the, the uh, toughest uh, times that the agency has experienced. And I'm, I feel honored that I've uh, had the opportunity to do my bit um, to uh, help the FDA serve its mission. FDA's uh, mission, obviously, is very broad, and I think in previous discussions, we've talked about the criticality of data to everything we do in the regulatory work. We regulate billions of products that are used in American homes every single day, and so overwork impacts uh, Americans every single day. And IT and good data management is fundamentally important in terms of how we can operationally improve the FDA and and everything that we do. And so my focus, shifting from the CTO role to a CIO role, is to kind of shift from stabilizing the fundamentals to taking more of a strategic view to how uh, what what we're doing in IT aligns with our business needs. So as a CTO, um, and I took on the CTO role uh, in 2019 when I joined, our focus there was basically to, to, to nail the fundamentals and get our operational stability really nailed down. And, and I'm really glad that we started that work in 2019 because, frankly, it has been tested during the, the pandemic. You know, um, the, the volume of work and the activities and the urgency by which we needed to, to work has, has obviously gone up significantly. But the scale and the types of work we do and how we do it has changed very significantly. And, and all the work that we had done early on in terms of just stabilizing our IT environment has really paid off in that I am delighted to say that despite everything this pandemic has thrown at us, that IT was, was, was not a, uh, an area that we had to worry about. In fact, uh, it is because of a good use of technology that we were able to sustain the momentum and, 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 and the efficiency by which the FDA has been operating despite the teleworking mode and things like that. So I think uh, that's uh, where my focus was at the, when I was at the CTO level. And now as I, as I take on the CIO role, we are increasingly shifting over thinking and my personal uh, uh, priorities towards how do we align what we're doing from an IT perspective to be really focused at uh, the things that are really important to the FDA mission and the FDA business. I think in the past, our alignment of IT and business has not been as good. And sometimes I think in IT, we were doing things that the business may not fully have, have valued from. And so we're, we're basically trying to, trying to remove that, that, that disconnect 
and, and have very, very uh, tight uh, alignment between business priorities and uh, um, uh, IT priorities. The regulatory process is very data-rich, and it'll only continue to grow. With the new office, the agency will be primed to put in place the right technology to accommodate this load. So the um, reorganization, we timed this to be implemented in the, in the, as the new fiscal year uh, began. And, and obviously, the focus is to align data, uh, what we do from a technology perspective, and cybersecurity with, with best practices in industry as well as across the, the federal agencies. And what we've effectively done is we've formed this new structure to report directly to the FDA commissioner. We've elevated the role of IT uh, from where it was to, to be at the commissioner level. And that's really important because it allows IT to be represented in all the uh, priorities, uh, the business priorities of, of the agency. And now we have a full seat at the table to, to align what we're doing from an IT perspective with uh, the business priorities and business strategies. So um, really excited about, about the, the, the uh, elevation, the recognition of the importance of, uh, that, that IT and data plays in everything we do at the, uh, at the FDA and having an ability to, to, to just basically hear directly to what the center um, uh, and business priorities are and be able to align IT plans and strategies to meet those, uh, those needs. Desai notes that FDA traditionally had a fragmented approach to applications and data. Under the new office, FDA consolidated multiple portfolios like IT, cybersecurity, and data, which will streamline the agency's tech priorities and foster a collaborative enterprise approach to modernization by breaking down silos and improving governance. So I think historically what we've been doing is we had a, a little bit of a siloed and fragmented way of, of solutioning within, within the FDA. In the past, um, a lot of the IT activities were driven from the center level. And unfortunately, what one of the, the, the things that it has done is it's created a lot of fragmented application uh, environments as well as uh, data environments. And as we try to, to leverage our business processes to work consistently across the agency, we're finding it very difficult for many of these applications and data sets, which weren't designed to work across silos, to, to be really hard to make use of. And so our focus right now is to shift more towards a enterprise approach. Now, now I wanna be careful here because there's a balance to be struck here. Given the way the FDA is organized, there are many things that are uniquely center specific. The way we, we regulate drugs is different to the way we regulate uh, veterinary products or tobacco products. So there are variations in what we do. And it's important that we, we retain the, the unique needs of the centers. But there are also many things that, that we can do in common and, and could be done more consistently without duplication and overlap across the centers. And that's what we're trying to address with, by, by, by taking this uh, more of an enterprise approach. So that's sort of where we're headed with, 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 with some of the, the changes that, that uh, we're forming in this uh, reorganization. Also, from a governance perspective, Whenever you're, you're driving any type of a change, and effectively what we're doing here is driving change, it's important that we do that with good governance. And good governance is, is, is hard to do when the organization is, is several levels uh, buried into a, 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 a different organization. So having that direct representation at the central level uh, at the, at the, and having a direct reporting structure to the commissioner gives us the, the, the level and the stature 
to effectively govern and drive the changes that are necessary to shift from this siloed way of doing work to more of an enterprise way of doing uh, work. Some of the other priorities for this new office are tackling expanded workloads, changing environments, and outdated business processes. FDA is fundamentally rethinking how it solves problems by leveraging innovation. So from an ODT perspective, we are placing a lot of emphasis on business alignment. And there are, and, and, and what, we're, what we're increasingly focus on, focus, focusing on is looking at business processes. So instead of just looking at IT and implementing IT uh, from a technology capability perspective, the first question we're asking ourselves is, what is the business process that this, this, this work is part of? Is the business process optimized? If not, how can we optimize the business process first before we start applying technology? And so, so, so uh, a lot of the, you know, th- this is a fundamental shift in, in how we've been doing IT within the, uh, the agency and requires a, a very significant change, not just in, in the way and, and the types of technologies we're, we're, we're um, utilizing and implementing, but also how we're utilizing and implementing those technologies. And, and, and even more fundamentally, how are we solving the problems? And what I mean by that is, you know, when you, when you look at many of the challenges that we as an agency face, our workloads are, are increasing exponentially. The, 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 the environment we regulate is changing very, very drastically. So when you have an, a, a problem which is changing exponentially, you can't just throw people and bodies in a very linear manner and expect that to grow. And in, in fact, it's not even sustainable. So, so what we need to do is we need to look at the problems we're facing and, and find different ways of solving those problems. We fundamentally have to rethink how we solve those problems. Like I said, you can't just keep throwing people and, and, and money at these problems in a linear fashion. We have to rethink the problem, think of, of innovative new solutions, and then apply those solutions uh, from an IT perspective to 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 solve those problems in a responsible, affordable manner. Now, the two strategies mentioned earlier, the TMAP and DMAP, they serve as the foundation for the agency's overall modernization journey and really elevates the role of IT. Desai explains that the office executes on that plan by shifting from stabilization to transformation. And here's how. Yeah, so when we started the the TMAP uh, um, back in uh, 2019 and uh, we introduced the DMAP uh, early in 21, when the discussions of TMAP started, we had always envisioned the need for elevating the, the role that IT plays across the FDA. Now, in the federal government, you, you go through uh, a bit of a process to, to, uh, to make, get organizational changes approved. So, so we've been working hard at that. But, but from the very beginning, we fundamentally knew uh, that, that we needed to get the office and, the, and, the, and IT elevated to where it is today. So it was part of our TMAP plan. And, and, and what you see us doing here now is basically executing to that plan. And our initial focus on the TMAP side, like I said, was, was stabilization. We just needed to, to stabilize our environment, get that a little bit under control, which we're glad we did given, given everything that the, the pandemic has thrown at us. Had we not done that, I think we would have been uh, very challenged in doing everything we've, do, we've done in the last couple of years. But now that we've got stabilization under control, we're now shifting from stabilization to transformation. And that's where we're headed right now. And the the increased elevated governance helps us 
put the foundations of, of how we will start putting our IT strategies together. And again, IT strategies have to be very tightly aligned with our business strategies. And so we're also looking at, at how do we drive the creation of an enterprise-wide business strategy to which we can anchor the IT strategy and the uh, IT plans to. As FDA moves from stabilization to transformation, the agency will continually improve its existing systems, platforms, and operating structure to support optimization, sustainability, and business value. Desai will explain this holistic approach to modernization. Modernization is not a project. Modernization should never be viewed as a project. It should be basically part of the culture. Continuous improvement should be part of what you do to modernize. And once you modernize, you got to keep, you, you got to modernize to a point where it is sustainable. It continues to happen. Otherwise, five years on the road, we're going to have to start another modernization project. And if we have to do that, I think then we've failed in, in, in what we set out to do. So our uh, approach to modernization is it takes a very holistic approach. It's not just about modernizing technology and getting rid of some of the end-of-life systems we have. We have to fundamentally change the culture by which we work and how we solve. You know, I, I, I used the example earlier. We have to solve problems differently. We can't just keep solving problems in a linear way by throwing people in, and money at, 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 at problems. We have to, to, to do it in a way that is affordable, scalable, and sustainable. And so, you know, when you look at IT, and, and, and many IT shops uh, uh, face this issue, if, if, if you hadn't invested and uh, well, and, and if you come from a solid environment like we do, uh, very often, a lot of your, your IT budget is sunk in just keeping the lights running. 90% of most IT budgets are, are there to just, just keep the lights running and, and in O&M types of activities. When most organizations, given all the changes that are happening around us and, and the increase in scale that's, that's needed year after year, require about at least 30% of their budget for run, uh, sorry, for grow and transform uh, uh, activities. But you, you know, in, a, in, a, in an environment like ours where 90% of the budget goes towards O&M, there's less than 10% left for transform and grow. So we've got to shift our, our investments and way of operating IT to a point where our O&M only takes up 70% of our total budget, leaving 30% annually that we can invest in, in growing and transforming. Uh, that's a sustainable model. That's fundamentally what we are uh, strategically planning to, to, to do. We, we're looking at our huge backlog of end-of-life um, systems. And as we modernize, we want to do that in a thoughtful way such that the resulting O&M, the resulting environment that we create, doesn't consume our, our, our total budget. You know, that we can manage that within about 70% of our, our total IT spend, which leaves us that 30% annually to grow and transform. That's a sustainable model. And that's what we, what our modernization activity is aimed to get us to. Like Desai mentioned earlier, FDA must change the way it works. And people and data power all of FDA's functions. To ensure the agency's workforce is up to speed, FDA is investing in the employee experience. So people and data power everything we do in the FDA. And we have to continue investing in the employee experience to implement the best practices and efficiencies. So our new structure will work very closely with ODT staff and our partners in the centers, uh, offices, and even our external community partners to hire, train, retain forward-leaning staff um, uh, that we need to be successful in everything we, we, we do. 
So we're driving internal efforts to think more from an enterprise perspective. Like I said, one of the biggest shifts you're going to see from us is shifting away from the siloed ways of, of working to more of an enterprise approach. And, and even though there are many th things that, that, that are unique to the centers and need to continue, there are many cross-cutting activities that we need to approach from an enterprise perspective. And this will help us reduce silos and duplication, resulting in cost savings, which we can invest back into our core mission. I think there's tremendous opportunity in doing that because uh, uh, in the solid way of working, we have a lot of duplicative platforms. We have a lot of, of, of work that we, similar work that we do uh, at the different uh, different center level. And I think we can optimize that, make that a lot more efficient, get rid of a bunch of that duplication. And that'll, that'll uh, free up uh, uh, some significant dollars, which again can be uh, uh, invested back into supporting some of our very core mission activities. It's budget season, and in 2022, FDA plans to allocate a substantial portion of its funds to its digital transformation through cloud platforms and secure networks. So uh, Dr. Woodcock has been a great champion to move the agency forward and, and support of our data and IT needs because she recognizes the importance of the role that we play. And we're tremendously uh, grateful for her leadership in helping us uh, elevate the, uh, the IT profile to, to where she's got it to. There's a huge amount of work we, we, we need to do on the modernization side. So on the technology side, consistent with the TMAP and the DMAP, we're going to continue focusing on technology modernization. And what, what, when I say technology modernization, we fundamentally, the environment that we operate in has fundamentally changed. So if you look at today's environment, which is very cloud-based and, and, and very distributed, it requires a very different approach to how we do networks, how we do security, how we even manage our internal data centers. So fundamentally, you know, um, the, the, the environment of the past, the architecture of the past was, was designed with, uh, with this, this idea that all the important stuff was internal to, 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 to an environment and we had this hard perimeter-based environment to protect us. The cloud-based environment really challenges that perimeter-based approach. Your, your data, your information, your systems could be anywhere in the cloud. You could be collaborating with many internal people as well as many external parties. It challenges this notion of a hard perimeter. And that requires a fundamental rethink of how we implement networks as well as how we uh, uh, secure our environment. So the traditional perimeter-based network needs to sh uh, shift to more of, of, of what the industry calls a software-defined network. The traditional security model needs to shift from, from that hard perimeter environment to more of a zero trust model. Now, when you look at the details of, of these new architectures, they are tremendously different from the old ways of doing things. In the, uh, in the legacy approaches, we basically designed our uh, environments based around hardware. And the new environment is very software-driven. It's very policy-driven. It's a fundamental redesign uh, of, uh, of pretty much every layer of IT the network layer, the, uh, the system data center server level, the data level, the application level, it is a complete redesign. And, and, and that change requires some substantial investment. And that's what we're doing right now. And we're tremendously pleased with the support that we've got, not just from, from the agency, uh, but even at the HHS and the OMB levels to, to support our shift from that legacy way of operating to this new uh, way of operating. In particular, I want to call out uh, the recent executive order signed by the president on cybersecurity, 
which uh, specifically mentions the adoption of zero trust uh, architectures. I think it's absolutely the right approach and I'm really pleased to see the emphasis on that coming from the very top. I think those are, are changes that are, that are needed within our federal environment. We're pleased that on the FDA side, we were thinking about those uh, a couple of years ago, uh, but we're, 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 we're tremendously excited to see the, the, the push uh, that the rest of the federal government is giving uh, to those uh, changes as well. Thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please follow us on your favorite podcast app or listen to more at governmentciomedia.com. Until next time. HealthCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentciomedia.com slash podcasts. HealthCast is produced by Amy Kluber, hosted by Melissa Harris and Adam Patterson. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.